you know any places any Sega nerds hang out around here? And welcome to the Sega Nerdcast, episode 117. I'm Chris, the editor of Sega Nerds, and with me today is my trusty companion, Graham. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Hey, not too bad. We also have uh, Brett from the Sega Addicts. How's it going, Brett? How y'all doing? I, I I thought I had a good, clever intro, but I just got so nervous. <laughs> First time on here in a while, so it's, it, it must it. be Graham's like succulent voice that uh, right is, is disturbing. Throws me off. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, we have David from Radio Sega. How's it going, man? Hello, nice to be here. I don't have a clever line either. You know, I love Graham. <laughs> Blame it on Graham's voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Great to have you back on the show, though, uh, both of you. It's uh, It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. It's probably been at least a year since we've done all something to, together with all of us. Right. I think the last thing, one of the last things I was on here with was the Wrestling Roundtable pro, uh, podcast, actually. Oh, God, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was a while. Yeah. Um, this is going to be an awesome show uh, for everyone. Uh, we're going to uh, start off by talking about some of our uh, New Year New Year's resolution as it relates to to games, and so that'll oh, yeah, be happy a, a New fun Year. Thing. Yeah, happy New Year's. It's, it's <laughs> the happy first Nerdcast of 2018. Who would have known way back when that we would still be doing Nerdcast? You know, like what, oh, 13, wow. 14 years later. Jesus, yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> we're also going to break down all of Sega's games that they released last year. Uh, so we're going to go one by one, give our thoughts on the game, uh, and talk a little bit about each one. Uh, we're going to look at all the games that Sega has coming up for this year now, now that we're in 2018. Uh, they've, they've actually got quite a bit of games already slated for release. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that they haven't announced yet that are going to be coming our way. But we'll talk about the games that they've they've announced between Sega and Atlas and uh, and we'll see what what we think from that. And then at the end, we're going to give our predictions for Sega in 2018. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be where we have a little bit of fun. So we can kind of throw out whatever we want. It, it could be realistic. It could be somewhat crazy. You know, maybe they'll finally release uh, PSO2 over here. Who knows, guys? It's been a wild year. <laughs> Um, but before we begin, let's go back to what I was saying before. New Year's resolutions as it relates to video games. Graham, I'm going to uh, pass the baton to you, and let's hear it. Ooh. Okay. Um, I Okay. Fingers crossed, my New Year's resolution is I'm hopefully going to pick up a, either a Nintendo Switch or a PlayStation 4, because I still haven't done that yet. 
and I've been holding out for PS4 to be honest, but at the same time, the Nintendo Switch is getting me more excited. Um, I'm seeing more and more games coming out on it. I'm like, I would love to play this. Um, so yeah, so if I, I've got I'm on Xbox One, so all the big major multi-platform releases that I, that could come out on the PS4, I could go on my Xbox One. So the Switch is almost more tempting for me now. Um, but there's still a lot of games on the PS4 I want to get, uh, like the Accuser games, for example. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's going to be my newest resolution, trying to, Hopefully, I'm going to need to save up the money. Basically, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that. I think the I think the Switch is the the perfect com, like companion console if that makes any sense between the Xbox mm. One and the PS4. So if you have one of those, adding the Switch to to that as your secondary console is is a good bet. There's there's so little exclusives uh, between the you know the Sony and and, and Microsoft consoles that. Um, you know, it just kind of depends on what your preference is between the two. Um, but yeah, if you're a Sega fan, though, you got to go with the PS4, man. Yeah, unfortunately, I've I've learned this lesson. This time, really. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's been that way for years now. But yeah, I know. But when when the Xbox 360 first came out, that saw more exclusives than the PS3 from Sega, um, which is a bit weird. So yeah, they just did a. Th- a 360, no, a 180. Damn it. They did a 180. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett, what about you? Uh, my goal is to, uh, main Hazma and Torchwick as the best Hazma player in the U.S. for Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Oh. Go all the way to Evo now. And that's not going to happen, <laughs> like, but wow. it would be nice. It's a nice thought. Um, God, I haven't really thought about it. Um, so I've been thinking more about like the wedding and everything going on later this year, but uh, that's, that's kind of important. Getting married, and all that stuff. <laughs> kind of. Uh, actually, there, no, that's my resolution. By the time that me and my fiance are under the same roof, I want to get good enough at Tekken and stuff to actually beat her, um, which doesn't <laughs> happen very often because <laughs> she kicks my ass at pretty much anything we play in. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I, I want to get good enough to uh, beat Sarah. What's funny is my wife pretty much hates games altogether. Like, across the board, she doesn't like video games, doesn't care to play them. She played them a bit when she was a kid. But there's one game that she is really, really good at, and I can't beat her, and it's Tetris. She, I don't know why, and I I think I'm a a decent Tetris player, better than average, for sure. But she's just really good at that game and loves it. And, yeah, she kicks my ass all the time at that game. <laughs> a tricky game. We actually met through uh, playing Tekken Six uh, back in the day uh, through a mutual friend. So that's always been like the backbone of our relationship is like having favorites and getting hype over those. Like uh, I never, I never say I found her through like personality or anything like that. I found her because we were spazzing over Noel Vermilion and Blaze Blue. That's about it. <laughs> and everything took off from there. So Awesome. That's the foundation for a good marriage. That is. Damn right. That is. <laughs> Weirdly, I met my girlfriend at a New Year's party at a gate a barcade, like a gaming bar with arcade machines and stuff, and right. we sort of like 
met and we were sort of she was like oh do you want to play like, this game in his house of the dead and stuff i was like yeah she hates computer games though so i, don't, I think she was just drunk that evening but she basically hates computer games in general it's, it's quite funny but i was like that night you seem to be wanting to play house of the dead or these games and she's like yeah it's a bit of fun but yeah generally doesn't care about the games but well that's another she's fine <laughs> she's safer now <laughs> kc david what what about you any yeah. new year's resolutions um Actually, I, I, w- I want to play more games this year, uh, if I, if I can, because, um, I, I started off the year really well, played a lot of games, uh, but then life happened at, at like the, the last third of the year or something. And, um, and also Nintendo Switch happened. So I want to, <laughs> I want to catch up on some games, including Yakuza Kiwami. For example, which I, I haven't mm. played yet, um, because I, I've been playing the Switch for the last few months. So, so yeah, I, I definitely want to play more games on more consoles than just uh, the Switch uh, and catch up on some of the biggest releases of 2017, uh, mainly PS4 releases, because I, I have the, a PS4 and um, I want to catch up on Horizon Zero Dawn, for example. Um, yeah. And, oh, and, yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, uh, the, 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 what's, what's it called? Uncharted The Lost Legacy as well. Want to check that out as well. So, yeah, mainly keep playing games and play more games if possible. Sweet. That's awesome. That's That's been my biggest <laughs> problem this past year is I, I'm just so busy um, with the website, with Megavisions, with being a dad and at my job. It's so hard to find the time. And I actually bought a uh, horizon and the only thing I've been able to do with it is watch my son play it. <laughs> so I'll come <laughs> through the room and he'll be playing it. I'm like, wow, this game looks amazing. And I just don't have the time to play it. So my resolution is very similar to yours, uh, David, in that uh, I just want to be able to focus and complete more games this year. Like I, I buy tons of them. But the time that I actually get to play them is, is I just don't get enough. And so I want to try to actually take the time and devote it and and take the little time I do have and, and focus on completing some more games this year. I know, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I might add that to my list as well, actually. <laughs> Ooh, um, should, should we move on to the games of 2017? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't actually the full comprehensive list of, uh, uh, Sega games of 2017. There were actually quite a few more, but these, I guess, are the main ones, like the big hitters that came out that got a lot of people excited. Um, so yeah, let, let's just kick it off. Um, so I guess one of the earliest ones was, uh, Hatsune Miku Project Diva Future Tone on the PlayStation 4, which yeah. came out on January the 10th, 2017. Um, I, to be honest, I've never actually played a Hatsune Miku game. Uh, did you guys get a chance to play this one at all? Or? I didn't, uh, I didn't care for Future Tone that much. I, I guess I didn't care for the release model of it. And I think by that point as well, with all the other games that have come out in the series recently, I'd gone from, I guess I'd gone from Miku Mania to, I guess, kind of being burnt out a little bit by the time Project Evax <laughs> came out last year. Or uh, in 2016, rather. Um, so by the time Future Tone came out, it wasn't I wasn't really feeling the hype as much as I'd used to uh, back in the days okay. of like F2 and Project Mirai stuff like that. Uh, I mean, it's a perfectly fine game. I just 
I don't know. The release model for the songs rubbed me the wrong way, and like I said, just kind of burn out. Well, when you say the release model for the songs, what do you mean? Uh, where it's more free-to-play instead of getting every song like in previous games. You have uh, to... Okay. You get like a small selection of songs, and you have to buy the others. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. not so good. <laughs> Man, yeah. I'm actually um, on the on the symbol as Brad here because um, I I played the demo. I don't know if it's if it's called the demo. It's actually the game, right? So you have like two songs, I think, and then you have to yeah. buy the others. Um, mm-hmm. So and it, it, it's really really expensive. You, I think it's like it's worth like two games if you want to buy every single song in the game. So yeah, um, well, they know and, the they know the Miku marks. Like damn. I used to be will pay. So yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's for sure. But but I, as as Brett said, I was not that excited for this, and I think this is probably one of the best games in the Hatsune Miku Project Eva series, actually, because it has uh, the the arcade. Songs and all the Sega songs, the, the Vocaloid versions of Sega songs, classic songs. So I think it's the best one. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe one day, but I, I definitely you know wasn't feeling it at the time. So maybe this year. Maybe if they do like yeah. a discounted pack of songs or something, I will jump back in. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that seems that seems a bit crappier of them to have like make you pay for the songs when it's a song based game basically right uh, hmm, oh well um moving on uh another big one yakuza zero uh came on the ps4 uh january 24th um again i haven't played it because i don't have a playstation 4 it was worth the wait that oh, game is yep. so absolutely good. phenomenal yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen and heard good things about it. It does look awesome. Um, I love the Yakuza series. I've got them on the PlayStation 2, and I've got them on the PS3 as well. Just, uh, I, still, yeah. I still feel 5 is the best Yakuza game, honestly, but Zero did so many wonderful things. It's just aesthetically a joy to watch. Not even just, like, the story, which I'm a huge fan of, like, the lore and everything of the Yakuza series, but just, not even just that, it's the aesthetics for sure, the 80s aesthetic, all, like, it's all the little things, like, you hit someone, like, millions of yen fly out of them, <laughs> little stuff like that that's so satisfying. Ah, just so good. And finally being able to play as Majima properly in a game. Um, <laughs> and you can't really count yeah. Dead Souls, where it's not really playing as Majima, it's just Majima with a gun. Uh, actually being able to use his fighting styles and actually fight as him is just so wonderful. Yeah, his oh, his uh, fighting styles were a lot of fun to, to play. It was just, it, I, I looked forward to the combat in this game because it just allowed me to have so much fun with it. Um, everything about it, like, the yes, the, the, the cities, the, the, the landscapes, everything. Uh, this was, like, the one of the first times I've seen the Yakuza, you know, series take it, like, this big leap. Uh, and, and graphics and everything else. And it was just awesome. I loved Yakuza 5. I, I didn't complete it, but I got really far in that and I, I absolutely loved it. But Yakuza 0, uh, I, I really got into all the little mini games and stuff too. I absolutely loved that. And the one that I, I ended up kind of falling out of Yakuza 0, uh, right around where I, I, I wanted to get more into the real estate side of things and do that because it looked like that was going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, that game was just, there's just so much to do in it. And I got, I kept getting sucked into 
side stories and side missions. And I never really progressed like I should have because I just get sucked into doing all so many other things. I had the opposite happen to me. Instead of the real estate thing, uh, I got sidetracked by the cabaret club stuff, Indeed. which I wasn't a huge fan of, but <laughs> I got to do everything. I've got to, I've got to do everything. I can't just stop now. I've got to get, you know, my billions of yen back so I can, you know, actually, actually learn a skill. Yeah, I, I, I was the same, nice. exactly the same. The cabaret running minigame was, was so addictive. I, I thought it wasn't at first because it was just like, you know, pressing buttons at the right time and doing the right stuff. So, but, uh, I, I ended up getting sidetracked as I always do in Yakuza games. That's, that's the biggest problem for me is how long it takes me to complete a game because I get sidetracked with, uh, side missions and mini games and whatever. And I completely forget about the the main storyline, but that's how you know it's a Yakuza game, and it's so good, and everything's so so fun. Uh, that's 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 really amazing. Yeah. yeah. Actually, can I can I just throw a question out to you guys? The previous games as well. Do you reckon Yakuza could be in danger of going a little bit too over the top? Because it seems like with Yakuza One and Yakuza Two, it was very much down to earth um quite gritty sort of um you know japanese gangster style game it's quite violent stuff and it seems it's progressed to be a little bit more silly a little bit more over the top which is cool but is there a danger it might go too far a little bit you have to help a girl stop selling used panties <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this just took it full force and just went completely like just completely jumped the rails this game is and insane then, like after you stop her from doing that she can join your real estate agency yeah. <laughs> i'll use the experience i use selling my panties to help you sell real estate <laughs> <laughs> and then th- there's the, the, the sex, the sex addict guy as well. The the I, I can't remember his name. The guy, who's... the guy, the guy they always called like walking erection. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he has so, a yeah. name like every time he shows up. So that's the one that stuck with me. Not not just a little bit. It's really, really, really over the top. It's like you know, there's no top anymore. I think though that I think that's what has made Yakuza as beloved and and popular as it is today. Like it's just this wacky game that's filled with just so many different things and it awesome gameplay, really cool stories, but you just get bat shit, crazy stuff. And a lot of it in a way, especially I think for us Westerners, we, we get a somewhat of a glimpse, although I know it's like turned up really high, but of Japanese culture in a fun way. Um, I know it's not, you know, always, accurately represented but we still get some of that and i think that's one of the fun things about the how sega has taken you the yakuza franchise uh, the last few years well if you mm-hmm. remember in the lead up to uh zero's release the thing that got the most traction was not never like the aesthetics it was never the combat like as amongst the mainstream i mean it was the fact that if you won a bowling match you got a chicken <laughs> <laughs> that became your real estate manager for that bowling alley. That's it. That That's... was what got the most traction. traction. <laughs> yeah, Nugget. Nugget the chicken. Yeah. Nugget, yeah. <laughs> I got his name for a second. So. You win the wow. chicken, okay. but it's not cooked. Oh my god. <laughs> but it's really smart, you know. 
<laughs> it can run your, your real estate business. Yay. Hire it. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I think I'm definitely this going game. too far, but those little moments like that, I think are absolutely fine. And it is like, yeah, like mentioned, it's a way to get people who may not have tried it. If it was just a, if they had only thought it was a crime drama, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, it proves yeah, it's got something for everyone. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that's, the, that's the, 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 the right balance there. So you have the main storyline, which is in every game it's quite serious and, you know, it, it makes more sense. And then you have the side missions and the, the mini games that are crazy and ridiculous and that's what makes it more fun. So, yeah, you get the best of both worlds, definitely. Right. Cool. I, I hope they don't go too far. Like, it sounds like they've gone for me, but, um, let's not go like Tekken levels of fire I guess is one way to put it yeah. I want there to be no ceiling on this I want negotiating <laughs> whoever's else, whoever else's work I just, just go completely batshit crazy oh, just keep, keep going with it <laughs> I, I just have a fear that's going to turn a bit like in Row, and I love the Saints Row games but the first the first one was quite down to earth I guess and number two was really fun like, adding the cool stuff three was pretty good as well yeah, oh, just to go off the rails. It just, I just didn't enjoy the rest that much. I so. don't. I, I think you'll be safe. I don't think they're going to be running around with giant dildos hitting people. So I think, <laughs> I think we're safe there. So as long as that doesn't happen, never we know they never. haven't reached Saints Row levels yet. So <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, probably should move on now. <laughs> so the next big release, which was a, yeah, if we must, um, it was a uh, was Total Warhammer. Uh, on the PC, um, total, so total war, Warhammer, um, uh, which released in February 28th, uh, 2017. Um, yeah, uh, it says here it's the old world edition. I don't, I don't know if that was, does, was that total war Warhammer, the standalone game was released? Or was oh, yeah, actually, so yeah, this was, uh, oh god, like an expansion you know pack. I'm gonna have to Google it because there was, there was something about this. I've forgotten exactly what it means. I don't, I think what. Uh, I feel like it include ah that was it. It's like um, it was basically a re-release of it, and it included the original game plus a whole new playable race and stuff. Um, yeah, basically. So, um, yeah, I think I think they also released like some extra like editions of it as well. Oh, I need to actually look at this properly. Um, but yeah, basically, it's basically the original game, but it had like some extra features added to it. Um, so yeah, I guess it's not really a true new release because the, the original Total Warhammer was released, um, like the year before, as far as I remember. Actually, was it Yeah, two I mean, Warhammer before? 2 was released later in, the, in September. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, so yeah, we have that further down the list. Um, but anyway, I don't, I, I, I didn't play it, so I don't know if you guys, uh, played it at all. I did not play this one. I did play the next one, which I'll talk about in a bit. Oh, okay. Fair enough, nope, but sorry. yeah, I got good reviews, so yeah, yeah it's, it's a good game, but... <laughs> not much of an RTS guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we had the, finally, Bayonetta came to the piece in April the 11th, 2017, which was like some, was it seven years or ten years after the uh, the original release on Xbox 360 and PS3? Um, this one had like 4K support, and it was awesome, and it's basically the original game just looked a hell of a lot better. Um, I don't think that, actually, I, I don't know if, off the top of my head, I can't remember if they actually added anything really extra um, to it other than the 4K supports. But uh, what about, did you guys play it? I Not wish really, I had. 
Nope, not a, a big had... PC gamer. Sorry. Ah, uh, damn. Because I, I, I played it, um, and I played the original game on the Xbox 60, completed it back in the day, loved it, and I hadn't played it really since. Picked it up once or twice, but not really played it for many years. And then I picked it, I got it on the PC, and it just blew me away again. The graphics, while looking slightly dated in a way, um, they look fantastic still. The detail was really high, and just the gameplay was so much fun. I forgot from is and again like the bosses and stuff just blew me away so i didn't finish it on the pc because i'd already finished it years before but i played a decent chunk of it yeah really, really i think i got most of it, but yeah really loved it it was really really good so if you've never got it on the xbox 360 or ps3 and you've got a pc that can run it go for it in fact it does actually run quite low powered pcs but i think if you've got an i3 pc it's not very good on that but i5 and above really good yeah, yeah this is this was you know I, I don't even know if this was one of the games that when they had the the big uh, sega pc ports campaign when people were, were really wanting those i don't know if bayonetta was on that list i can't remember but i think um, it was was it but yeah it just no. it, it kind of came out of nowhere and I, I i think it sold pretty well um but yeah this was awesome i i think this was really cool that that sega brought it back and added all those extra kind of um, visual and performance uh, enhancements to that. So this is really now the, you know, the best looking and, and best version of Bayonetta. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah. I think it was running in 60 seconds as well as another. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the best, best running, best looking version. So awesome. Check it out. Uh, I guess the next game that came up was a bit of an interesting one. Puyo Puyo Tetris on the PS4 and Switch came out on April 25th, uh, 2017. Uh, so yeah, if you don't know about it, it's a crossover between, uh, Sega's Puyo Puyo and Tetris company's Tetris. Uh, not owning a PS4 or a Switch, again, I didn't play this. What about you guys? Uh, I never thought I'd ever see this come to the West, honestly. <laughs> I'm glad I did that. It's really fun. Um, I don't, I haven't played as much as I would have liked because so much other stuff had come out around that time. Uh, cough, cough. Uh, one of the next... Well, no, it's not on the list. Um, but Persona 5 had come out uh, around that time. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll play a little bit for review, but I really want to get back to P5. <laughs> but it's very fun. It's, it makes for a great stream game as well. We've done several streams of it on the Sega Addicts Twitch and... Uh, Makes for a great time, especially when the uh, the pros come in, like the people from Puyo ne- Nexus, and they come in and just absolutely curb stomp me and Scotty. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I absolutely love it. I try to. Uh, it's definitely a great Switch game. I would say as definitely. well. Agreed. Um, like it, it would be a great travel game. So. <laughs> Can you play two players with two Joy Cons? Like you know, yep. On the yes, you can. Awesome. Definitely. Yeah. So th- that's actually what I did most of the time with my wife. So uh, my wife hates games as well, apart from maybe two: <laughs> Puyo Puyo Tetris <laughs> and Daytona USA on the arcades. So she, wow, and she, and she's pretty pretty good at Daytona USA as well. Um, but but she she's uh, very good at Puyo Puyo Tetris, especially the Puyo part, which I suck at. Um, and <laughs> this was actually one of my one of the most 
one of my most played games in 2017, I think. If I, oh wow, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the the first ones I got on the Switch. Uh, I actually had played the Japanese version a couple of years ago when it came out. I imported the the Vita version. Um, and this was so much better because I actually could understand the menus and dialogues and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I played it quite a lot. It's, it's really, really good. And, um, the crossover f- stuff is, is amazing. The way you, you have different modes, you can play, uh, Puyo and Tetris. You can either play Puyo versus Puyo or Tetris versus Tetris, or you can just mix the two together and just uh, keep switching. Uh, between the two different styles and two different types of gameplay, and it's amazing. It's quite frantic, and if you play online, it's just crazy, crazy, crazy. So definitely recommend this one for any puzzle uh, game fan out there, and for people who own a Switch, just like Brett was saying, this is, I think, a must-own, and it's great for parties. Cool. There you go. I think you just sold it. Well, Buy it. <laughs> Buy it now. <laughs> um, moving backwards, but also forwards, because uh, as as uh, Brett just mentioned, there was also Persona Five for your came from. Um, yeah, I don't know why we missed that off. Actually, that's like one of the biggest releases, I guess. Uh, so yeah, Persona Persona Five again. Oh, didn't play it. Man. But I think Brett, it sounds like you might have touched it. Persona over. Five. So my story of Persona Five, um, I'd say it's spoiler free. The entire, the entire time it had been out since it came out in Japan. So I was already hype. I was on my way back from my trip to Sydney, where I got engaged and everything. I was, was kind of thought about coming back, um, without her around. Mm. And then I get the email about Persona 5 being out. And can you say instant mood brightener? <laughs> um, I think over 100 hours into P5, I'm in the middle of a second playthrough. Persona 5 is the greatest thing I've ever played. <laughs> By far and away. Um, I absolutely adore this game. It does have its flaws. It does have some drawbacks, but my god, not, nothing else has given me the feeling that Persona 5 gave me. Um, as far as how well executed it is from making turn-based combat feel fun for me again, how stylish it is as far as its aesthetics go, character design, even like down to menu design, like how yeah, best menu design in a long time. It's so weird that we can get excited over something like that, but when I can so get, <laughs> when I can freak out over a pause screen, that's when you know something is in. Of course, the soundtrack is absolutely second to none. Definitely Meguro's best work. Um, is it, so with the with the menu screen, is it a bit like in the I don't know if you remember this old episode of Simpsons, hot new game that's Millhouse playing it, like. Bart really wants to, but doesn't get it. Bart walks past Millhouse's house, and you see Millhouse playing it, and like his hair's flying backwards, and like the screen's blaring at him. He's like, "This is just the character select screen." Or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's exactly it. That's exactly how I felt. Like, because <sighs> you're not the first person to say that. I've, I, about five or six people I've spoken to about this game have all said like the menu screen is amazing. Which I don't know. Just everyone's talking about it. It sounds great. They've put again. So much- wish I had a PS4. <laughs> 
Well, it's on PS3 as well, if you've got that's one what, of those. Yeah, that's oh, what I was going to say. Yeah. This is... And, and this the only difference... A... Oh, go ahead. The only difference, really, is, like, it loads a little bit longer. That's mm-hmm. about it. I was going to say, that's probably the most, in my opinion, that's one of the most impressive things about Persona 5. Because I bought it on both the PS3 and PS4 because I just wanted to see what the differences were. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... If not, it's it's one of the best-looking PS3 uh, games of all time. Like, it looks amazing on there. And like you said, the only really noticeable difference is, is maybe uh, some of the loading times. And it's just, you can tell some of the textures aren't as high-res and everything. But it looks really, really good. Okay, I'm going to have to try and pick this up. Because I think, I think I actually mentioned not that long ago that I haven't seen any of my local game stores which is why I never really triggered in my mind that it was on PS3, but it's, I can get it online, so when I've got a bit of spare cash, I may look at picking it up, because... Uh, or yeah, just buy a PS4 and, you know... Get it yeah, in. that's the other option. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool about it. It supported cross-save, too, so I would I would have my PS3 in our, our game room area, and I would have my PS4 in the living room, so I would just go back and forth, and it it just it works so flawlessly. Oh, I mean, really? the, m- many other games have done it, but it does. Yeah, so it would oh, it would upload automatically once I saved it, and then I would in you know go into the other room and just pick it right up, and it was so smooth and seamless. That is such a cool feature. Now, nice. now, Chris, Chris, I do have to ask you. I, I I feel like I now that I know that you've played this on both systems, I have to ask you the most important question. Oh no, <laughs> who is best girl, and why is it Haru? <laughs> so I, I'm going to make, I, I will admit that I didn't get very, very, very far into the game. I put about 15 hours into it, mm-hmm. but I still don't feel like I scratched the surface all that much, you know? No. Um, moving on. Um, yeah. Uh, in April 28th, uh, Warhammer 40,000 Dawn of War 3, uh, came out on the PC. Woohoo. Um, I did actually <laughs> play this game, so I might speak oh. for a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't get too far in it to be honest, because uh, we actually had another guy on our team who was reviewing it, so I sort of played it a little bit, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's like an RTS sort of uh, game. I'm not hugely into Warhammer, so I don't really know the full lore or anything, um, but it seemed really cool. To be honest, I don't know what to say about it. I had a lot of fun. It's a good fun RTS game, and I'm happy I've got a PC that can run PC games now. So that was cool. Uh, did you, if you guys get to play it? I've heard a lot about it, but I, like I said, I've never played a Warhammer game ever. I don't believe so. Oh, okay. I can't really, I can't really speak. Yeah, same here. Fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> Another PC game that came out with Endless Space Two. Um, again, I played. Very briefly, because another guy was actually reviewing it. Um, did you guys? Did you guys know much about this game or play it? I'm surprised that it exists. Because I didn't think <laughs> Endless Space was really all that big of a success. Uh, the first one. Because mm. I think it was on the original DS, wasn't it? And uh, I think that was Infinite Space. That's Infinite it? Space. Oh, Infinite yeah. Space. Oh, uh, God, okay. This, this is yeah, another, another like, RTS, right? It's an RTS? Or is it um, not really RTS? It's not, okay, it's not, it's not really... Very, I guess you, it's a strategy game, yeah. but it's not really like a sort of Warhammer or Command and Conquer style strategy game. It's because they call it a 4X game where you explore, expand, it's do like, something. I can't like, remember what they say. Uh, <laughs> managing your, you know, space fleet or something. 
and planets yeah, and so whatnot. You, you do, there, is ac- there is sort of action in it, but it's, I guess it's not quite the same as other strategy games. And yeah, you sort of manage, you manage your sort of space fleet and then like you're trying to expand across the universe um, and establish new colonies. And then you've got to um, manage, almost like manage um, like political events and stuff in your, mm-hmm. in your realms, as it were. It's, it's really hard to explain because when I try to explain it to people, it sounds like the worst game in the world. But from what I put little bit, I played of it. I enjoyed it. And basically all the reviews have been really good for it. So it's, yeah. I think it's one of those games you have to play to really get it. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had, we had uh, Scott from, from the team at Red Review say it, review it. And, uh, he quite enjoyed it. Yeah. He said it was, uh, yeah. it, 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 I think he said the same. It's, it's quite difficult to explain it to people who, you know, just, are not familiar with the, the series or these kinds of games. So. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's, it's, and they've got a few different. Yeah, it's really fun, and it's got got several different races, uh, and like they've mm-hmm. all got different. I guess expanding colony stuff, and uh, so depending on how you want to play it, you can choose one of these different races, and it's a little bit different each time. And uh, yeah, I, again, I haven't played enough of it. It's, it's, it's got a great down, soundtrack, though. Probably, Good soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, oh, on May the 25th, uh, Vanquish came out again on the PC, another PC release. Um, again, a bit like Bayonetta, this was not released on the PC originally, like back in whenever it was. I can't even remember when it was first released, like 2010 or whatever, 2011. Um, yeah. So again, a bit like Bayonetta, it got the 4K sort of graphics upgrade, uh, running at 60 hertz and all sorts of jazz going on in the background. Um, did either of you guys play this one? Not the PC release, nope. Just the original. I haven't played the PC release either. I didn't like the original though, so <gasps> I probably won't be. I, I probably won't be going. <laughs> Thank you, sacrilege. I, Thank you, Brad. I feel like I'm only. Wait, <laughs> you didn't like it either? <laughs> yes, that's. That, I'm. I'm. I, I thought I was like the oh. only person in the world. I didn't enjoy oh my myself. God. I didn't enjoy that game. Not sure why. I just didn't like it. I. I, I can see why people like it, but I. I don't know. Oh. I couldn't just. I, I get think the same feeling from that it. as I get from a binary domain, where I know it's a. It's, oh my god! You know, well made. <laughs> binary domain this is like amazing. Binary. No, I love it. It's, 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 it's the best game I've played on my 360 back in the day. Oh my god! So. You're all you. Well, binary domain is amazing. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that wow. was the game that made me realize I don't really care for third person shooters anymore either. Because I've never liked first first person, but I used to like third. But I think that was the game that made me realize, yeah, this is well well made, but it's not for me. Oh, oh no, I, I think the for me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry, go ahead. David, you go, you go first, David. You okay. go first. David. So I, I picked up a Vanquish back in the day because of Binary Domain. I think it was free for PS Plus users a few years ago. And, um, I quite enjoyed Binary Domain and I thought, okay, I'm probably going to enjoy Vanquish as well, as well. People keep praising the game. So I'm going to just try it. And I never really got into it. I'm not sure why. I can oh, see why man. people say it's amazing and I can see why most people probably prefer Vanquish. You know, they like Vanquish more because it's fast-paced. It's, you know, lots of action and stuff. So I can see why people enjoy it. I just never got into it for some reason. I can't oh, really man. tell you why. Not sure. So I'm the opposite of Brett here because I like third-person shit. Fair enough. 
but I kind of, after Gears of War came out, I love Gears of War, getting sort of quite tiresome, kind of very similar to Gears of War. And then uh, then Vanquish sort of came out. I was just like, I was, originally when I started playing it, I was like, oh, this is kind of a bit like Gears of War, so I'm not sure. And then like, I sort of worked out that you meant to like slide across the floor and like shoot and like slow down time and stuff and use your, use your boosters and stuff effectively and use different weapons. And I was like, this is awesome and there's the more i played the game the more i was like this is getting better and better and better and i love the i love the whole space station that you're in i love some of the boss battles and there's some really cool set pieces in it like there's a bit where there's like a massive robot thing walking in the distance towards you it kind of looks like the background and it's like firing lasers across this battleground so you're trying to you've got to try and avoid the laser while trying to get to the end of this battleground and then i realized the actual massive robot is actually genuinely there and it's walking towards you it's like only when you get a bit closer you realize it's actually moving forward it's like holy crap how the hell do they put that in a game it's so big it's massive and like everything about the game i was just like this is so much fun so but i guess different tastes <laughs> you know <laughs> we can't all like the same thing but i'm sorry you should all like the same thing <laughs> i will agree with like you the same things i do the vanquish is awesome so i'll i'm on your side here Oh, thank you. On this. And you know, I, I I didn't realize, but I did buy it. I own it on on Steam. So, um, yeah, I, I do have it, and I I just don't think I have played it the whole. Oh man! But yeah, out of all the platinum games, games that uh, Sega did like the deal thing, this is my favorite one. I love Bayonetta, but I love Vanquish even more. I just I I don't know what it is about it. I just uh, yeah, I love the over the top stuff that happens in it. And, just the fast-paced shooting. Uh, yeah. Um, but, oh, well. C'est la vie. We can't all like the same things. <laughs> um, moving on from that, uh, Valkyria Revolution uh, came out uh, in June, and that was on the PS4, Vita, and Xbox 360. For some reason, we've got a PC written down here. Which, was it on the PC as well? Uh, I think just the, the Xbox One, actually. Yeah, I said Xbox 360, didn't I? Apologies. Xbox One. Yeah. The X- I own it on the Xbox One, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Did any of you guys get to? I did the review of it for, uh, Sega Addicts, and I gotta say, I mean, I, I saw what they were trying to do with it, but it got so repetitive so early that I kind of gave up on it midway through. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, I, I saw what they were trying to do. And I appreciated that, but execution could have been a bit better. Um, it's probably my least favorite of the Valkyria titles I've played. Um, that's not to say it's horrible or anything. It's just kind of... I think I used the word mediocre in the review. And I, mm-hmm. think, I think... I, I think that's pretty that. much what you said about it too, Graham, right? Yeah, I basically said this is like the epitome of like an game it's got some really great ideas it, it looks pretty good as well there's some really oh, cool things about gorgeous. it but they it does it's for everything that's good there's something really bad about it um like the cut like did you get really tired of the really boring cut scenes which yeah talking yes. and the, ca- and the camera a- angle is always in a weird position where you can't even tell who how is talking you're like <laughs> this is so boring right now like what and, and, and like the cutscenes are I almost compared them to Metal Gear Solid 4 at their worst. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> like, like just being overly long, like, man, I really just want to 
just fucking play this thing. My, I, yeah. I'm interested in the story, but can we just split these up? Like maybe have a mission between some, like split these cutscenes up or something. Yeah. Um, um, it was oh. really off-putting. And, or, or just yeah. in the hub world as well. I think it was a bit pointless. We, we had so many um, cutscenes already and you had to, you know, go to that uh, bit confusing hub world and you had to find mm. the characters you needed to speak to in order to unlock something to move on and to progress and, um, yeah. and it yeah. was, it was really easy as well. Um, the combat was, was nice and it, it was interesting what they, they tried to do. I think it was kind of fun, but for example, you could, you know, almost choose any character you wanted to and, and it was, it's okay. You, you will, you'll, Probably be able to breeze through the the combat the, the yeah. combat sections. It I reminded think... me, combat wise, it reminded me of a the people say addicts are going to kill me for doing this on someone else's podcast, but it <laughs> seemed to me like a lesser version of Final Fantasy Type Zero, uh, where you had your twelve, fourteen different characters, all with different play styles, and there's no really wrong way to go about any mission. Um, which kind of takes away some of the strategy, of course, but at least from a gameplay perspective, it was unique. Like every character was unique. Every design was unique. Um, I did like that a lot, how they handled the characters, the character roster. Yeah. And I, th- I honest, think it was, it I was really you. played as the main guy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, David. Go, go no, go ahead. I, I, th- I think you probably w- w- were going to mention this um, during the the Winterfest show you guys recorded. I think you mentioned Graham, uh, the 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 princess, the main one of the main characters. Mm. Uh, she was like one of the best characters you could choose. Uh, mm. you know, yeah, and and then the cutscenes were like, oh, I killed someone, and yeah, <laughs> you, you kept oh, killing people with the yeah. girl. So. Why is she yeah, making she a big like fuss out of it? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So one why? person, like, it oh no, what have I done? Sense. Yeah, that really annoyed me. I was like, they could have, they could have had an unlocked game or kept her innocence, something like that. Had her there at the beginning, amazing, kill everybody. I'm not very good at fighting. Like, You're the a best killer. Character. Come You're on. a natural born killer. <laughs> oh dear yeah so um it's yeah for anyone who's listening i wouldn't say valkyria revolution is a bad game per se it's just um yeah it's very average it's i got quite far in actually i think i nearly completed it um i had to put it down eventually though because it's taking too long with it but uh towards the end it gets the storyline especially gets really interesting at points but again, you still got the long-winded conversation cutscenes to go through. So it's yeah. kind of like, uh, but some of the bits are really good later on. Um, I, I need to go back and complete yeah. it as well. I, I I reviewed it for Radio Sega and played for a, a little bit longer. But then you know other games, Switch games, uh, kept calling, <laughs> and so I I had to put it down. It, it's fun. It's fun while it lasts. Second seven I think, kept yeah. calling my name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, next up, which is probably one of Sega's biggest releases, <sighs> Sonic Mania. Which basically, my lord, <laughs> um, which came out August the fifteenth. Um, I'm just going to go out here and assume we've all played it. Yep. So let's move on. No, let's, <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Chris, you haven't said anything for a while. What, any thoughts on this? I mean, I think this is the Sonic game that fans of classic Sonic games have wanted forever. I mean, this was it was as close to a perfect classic Sonic game as as you, I think you'll ever you're ever going to get, and it just solidified in in our minds like how good Christian Whitehead and his team are at what what they do. I mean, it, he it, it's a, it's an amazing story. I mean, just taking don't not even really looking at Sonic Mania, but just taking. Uh, you know the what Christian Whitehead and and um, his other names escaping me. Who was his? Uh, Simon. Thank Simon you, himself. thank you. Because uh, I don't want to not give him credit for they. You know, but they they just it's it's an amazing story. Just starting out working on like, Sonic fan games and then doing the uh, the mobile ports and everything else in between. It's just to have that culminate into Sonic Mania is is such a neat story in itself. But the game is is just so full of like fan service and charm and just great level design. I I absolutely loved it and it is it is such a fun game to play and it is I think the Sonic series needed this game at this point because there's just been so especially in the past couple couple years there's been so many bad games like coming off the Sonic Boom games and then you know now we have you know Sonic Forces being what it was um they're just it was just very nice to have and see positive coverage and, and conversation around a Sonic game again. Yeah. Well said, well said. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Can't really add anything to that. Slow clap. Um, <laughs> um, but Brett or KC, do you have anything slightly more to add to that? Or? I was not... When Sonic Mania first got announced, I was actually really unhappy about it because it <sighs> seemed like it was a... It was doing something I have not been a fan of the series doing for the last couple of years now. Oh, it yeah. seemed like a nostalgia grab, like a oh. like nostalgia pandering. Because um, even when Forces, which was the game I was more excited about at first, revealed Green Hill Zone, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? This again? <laughs> um, that being said, if they make a Mania 2, I do want all original levels, or at least a bigger ratio of original to um, nostalgia levels. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. well, I mean, just getting it out of the way, Mania is an absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful game. Uh, and it subverted, or surpassed all of my expectations. Uh, I can't remember the last time I actually 100% a Sonic game. Uh, before Mania, but I played that thing religiously for the better part of that month. Um, and even with the nostalgia levels, they made them so different, like the different gimmicks. Like even Oil Ocean, which I think is the worst level in the game, still had very interesting gimmicks in its act two with the fire shield interactions with the smog uh, mm. calling back to Sandopolis, which was another garbage zone. This is a gimmick that they finally got right. Um, but the real highlight of Mania for me are the levels like Press Garden, Studiopolis, which, oh my god, mm-hmm. Studiopolis is like top five all time for me in the Sonic series. Wow. Absolutely amazing level. Um... Stuff like that makes me really hungry for a second game by this team and really hungry for what they can do with more original 
concepts and stuff going back to Green Hill or Chemical Plant. I love Chemical Plant. It may be one of my favorite classic series levels, but I'm sick of seeing it. I was, I mean, I loved how it was done in Mania, but between Mania, Generations, and Forces, I don't want to see it again for a while. I want to see them tackle some other stuff. Yeah, I think you highlight quite a good point. I I personally, I really enjoy levels created them like chemical plant with different chemicals however a bit like you if they were sonic mania 2 i think i would rather it be all brand new original levels just for sonic mania 2 um because as you say they have done this quite a lot now in different sonic games going like especially well i guess it kind of really started with sonic generations they yes. go back and it was kind of cool with sonic generations but yeah every game that- now has yeah so I, I think so- Sonic Mania is is equivalent to the Force Awakens because it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's 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 it has it, it's kind of trying to do its own thing, but it has a lot of callbacks to the original, and so it, it makes longtime fans comfortable and it's relatable and it's recognizable without straying too far away from the source material and all that stuff. But it introduces some new elements and all this other stuff. And so now in so, Son- Sonic Mania, are we 2, getting when that the last Jedi now? <laughs> that was Sonic Forces. Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> yeah. So now we can move on from there and, and build upon that. But no, I do. I, I I hope that what Sonic Mania becomes is what what is what Sega of America wanted Sonic Boom to be. And I think what that was was that they kind of have their own. Sonic series that they can manage while Sonic Team in Japan handles the mainline Sonic and whether that's Sonic Forces or whatever they plan on doing in the, in the future. But this could be something that Sega of America kind of has is, is their baby and they can, they can keep cultivating that and, and Sega of Japan let them just do their thing with that. Um, so I hope, hopefully if, if that's the case, then that means we, we should get a Sonic Mania too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm also, totally fine with that. Thing, one last thing for me. T. Lopes, you're an absolute god uh, <laughs> for being able to do what you've done and actually, in some ways, outdo Michael Jackson. Congratulations. <laughs> you are yeah. You are insane. You're an absolute madman. I, I was going to mention that, you know, radio guy and also uh, T. Lopes. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, so amazing, amazing, amazing. And um, pe- people, our listeners nominated four tracks out of the the whole soundtrack as song of the year uh and so and obviously one of them won so he had to it was between sonic mania and persona 5 this year so it had to be uh but uh but um, this year my god yeah so but 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 the i think that's the the really you know for me sonic uh, games have always been about the gameplay and the music and the guys nailed it with this one. Um, one thing, I think you guys said everything, so I don't want to repeat everything that you guys said. It, it's an amazing game. Uh, one thing that I think they should um, fix for the next game, though, uh, the, the, um, the bonus stages. So when you, like, when, you, yeah. you, when you pass through a, a star post or light post or whatever it's called, and you enter the, the Blue Sphere, um, the Blue Sphere uh, bonus yeah. stages... Uh, after you get all the the coins, spoilers, you get coins if you complete the game or the, the bonus stages. Um, they're useless, and you keep uh, the, the the little stars keep 
you know, uh, circling around the, the star post and you can still enter the, the bonus stages again, but they're useless for, for the game. So well, maybe, I, maybe... No, the coins unlocked star, didn't they? Yeah, but after you unlock everything, after you unlock the, the coins, the gold coins, uh, which unlocks something for the game and other, you know, spoilers, uh, but um, you can... Um, you, you, you can't do anything else with them, so it's, it's quite useless. It's a useless gimmick. After you unlock that, you, they, they, you, they should, you know, introduce something that, you know, that, like, like Sonic 3 and Knuckles. You had the, the bonus stages, the gumball machine, the other ones. You get something out of the bonus stages for the, the levels, for the, the regular levels. And in this one, you don't get that. So that's my main gripe with the game. Apart from that, I think what you guys said, you know, nailed it. So, yeah. Okay. Bring on Sonic Mania 2. Hell yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, uh, where are we? Ah, next up, uh, Yakuza Kiwami came out on PS4 on August 29th. Uh, yet again, I didn't get to play this. So, you guys, you're up. <laughs> I didn't uh, play Kiwami as much as I played um, Zero, for sure. Um not really sure why that is. I think it was just other stuff calling my name again, uh, as has happened with a lot of games this year. Like, I still haven't fully beaten Nier Automata uh, because other stuff had been calling my name. Um, that being said, I think it's a fine port. Um, it's not as well executed as Zero or Five as far as the things you can do, but it's still... It's still a fine game. I mean, it's a Yakuza game. You can't really go wrong with it. Plus, you get Majima everywhere, which is <laughs> the best thing to ever happen to the Yakuza series. Um, One word, Goromi. That's all I'm saying. Um, when, you, when you say it's, uh, I guess, a little bit limited compared to like uh, more recent uh, Yakuza games, do you reckon that's because it is a technically a port of a PlayStation 2 game in theory? Um, so it's not it's not a whole new game. So I guess it couldn't like recreate areas or make, fit other stuff into it, I guess, except for the, uh, yeah. A little something like that. I, I know they're doing a lot better with <laughs> Kiwami 2 from everything I've seen as far as giving you more stuff to do. It's being done in the... I think it's being done in the Zero engine. So there's going to be... It's going to be play a lot closer to that. And they actually are adding new content. Like, the thing I'm hype about is adding classic New Japan Pro Wrestling people to it, like uh, Masahiro Chono. So, as uh, (laughs) like, they're doing the the clan creator thing from 6. Uh, as part of two now, uh, Kiwami two, which is nice. Cool. Okay. Anyone yeah, else Ki- got anything to add to Ki- just Yakuza Kiwami? I need to play it in 2018. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I I almost picked it up the other day because it was on sale for like twenty to twenty five dollars at Best oh. Buy, and I I didn't do it because I'm an idiot. That was the best thing. Is it came out. $30 brand new for a steelbook version physically, which as someone who is begging for more physical Yakuza releases, this is it is an absolute steal for that price for the stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's on the level of zero still. Cool. Well, I I haven't played, obviously I haven't played it, but if it's as good as the original, which I 
it is because the original game, but uh, I'd say get it because it's <laughs> absolutely support Yakuza. Um, that's all I can say. Yakuza. Um, cool. So <laughs> moving on, uh, we could probably well, the next one we can try and breeze through quickly. I guess uh, Total Warhammer Two came out in September twenty eighth. Did any of you guys play it except for me? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Well, I, I played. Uh, I think I played a little bit of it. I I, I think we played it at E three, and I played a little bit of it, but I didn't play it a whole lot. Not oh, enough okay, to really cool. give give too much much thoughts on it. Yeah, I so I, I didn't complete it because we had someone else reviewing it on the magazine. I just didn't get enough time to really play through the whole game. It's it's a very big kind of complex game as well actually uh it's really good if you like total war games you should like it and if you like warhammer it's a bit more of that um the only gripe i had with it was i haven't played a total war game for a long time and this is quite heavy on like political stuff as well as just the, like the fighting and combat and i don't know if that's quite new to the series but um i hadn't i don't really remember it from the original game so i was actually getting stuck on certain areas where like you had to like set up camp or something where they'd saying, oh, there's a revolt in this town that you own and stuff. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand how to actually do things, like to sort of help quell any problems that were happening. So it took me ages to work through stuff. And that kind of ruined the game slightly for me. But that said, the fighting and the, the lore and the world they've created is awesome. And it's a pretty cool storyline as well. Um, and though he plays the different races, it works out a little bit different. So it's a really cool game, but not one you can sort of just jump into. So that's my only two cents really of the game. Um, but Dan, who reviewed it for uh, Mega Visions, he said it was amazing. He loved it. And he's a, he's really into his RTS games and he thought it was a great game. So awesome. Yeah. Um, next up was probably the, I can't say it's the most exciting game that Sega released, but it's one that people wanted to know about, which was Sonic Forces. Uh, was it? Oh, really start. <laughs> it's came on ps4 xbox one switch and pc uh came out in november 7th originally on console and yeah um i'll let you guys speak about this first i guess uh yeah David, you uh, yeah I, I can go first i'll be brief uh it's not a bad game not at all but it's not a great game either and i'm getting a bit tired of that <laughs> when it comes to modern <laughs> sonic games um, mm-hmm. but, but it, I think it was great to see Sonic Team actually trying to implement things that the fans have been asking for. But, um, they, I don't know, it's, it's kind of meh. And it's, it, it's too easy as well. So th- those were oh, my, yeah. my main gripes with it. It's, uh, tries to do a lot of stuff. It doesn't do it well enough. To be a good, very good game, but it's fun while it lasts. It's kind of short, um, and I'm not sure why we had classic Sonic in the game as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Although he was it, the best. It, I I I didn't, um, and and one of the things that got me really upset with classic Sonic was the soundtrack. So the, the the tracks the, the the music for classic levels, uh, apart from one of those, uh, the the casino uh, stage, uh, which I quite enjoyed. I but the other ones were a bit subpar, I think. Uh, but yeah, so th- 
it it was a game that I played and that's it. I think it was a, a decent Sonic game, better than most perhaps that we've seen in in recent years, but uh, too short, too easy, and a bit confusing. <laughs> when it's when it's good, it's great, but a lot of times. It's just very middling. It's definitely, I would put it behind the entire Hedgehog Engine trilogy, honestly, uh, including Unleashed. Uh, Classic Sonic was absolutely pointless in every way. It was just a clear cash grab. Um, and I said, I, I came into this being the most excited for this one instead of Mania, and that excitement was not rewarded. Uh, I, said, I had some great moments. Um, like, Mortar Canyon is one of my favorite levels because it's the first fully 3D boost Sonic level. It doesn't have a 2D section. Um, I enjoyed the Avatar a bit more than I expected to. I actually got very attached to my horrifying abomination of science uh, <laughs> that I created on the stream that we did of the game. Um, I think, I mean, at its worst, it has some really bad moments, like, Classic Sonic in general. Uh, one of the final levels is an absolute joke as well. Um, yeah, the, the Imperial I, Tower or something, right? I think that's it. Uh, that was the one um, with the auto scroll segment. That's classic. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the I, missiles and everything. Yeah. Mm, hated that one. Imperial Tower, Tower is fun just because you can get like a horrifying amount of rings. Uh, it's easy to spam that one for the. Uh, ring achievements they have. Um, but no, I think for 30 bucks it's okay, but I would still wait until you find it on sale a little bit. <laughs> Definitely. Um, that sums it up. Fair enough. I got this... it for, I bought it for like, I think I got it for like 20, 25 bucks and it just That's came in the mail today. And so I had enough time to get to the point where I can start making my scientific abomination. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally playing right before we hopped on the podcast. So this uh, is why I wasn't saying like full level names because I knew you had just gotten it today. <laughs> I'm looking forward uh, to it. I, I know sorry. that. I mean, I've heard so no, no. I've heard so much negative about it, um, and it's it's refreshing to hear you know some people say that it's not a bad game. I know it's. It's oh, not yeah. on the level of like Boomer 06, like some people make it out to no, be. I no, think it's a perfectly fine game. It's just too short, linear, mm -hmm. and Classic Sonic is an absolute joke. I will say though that the, from what I've seen so far, cutscenes, they are really well done. I thought they, uh, they look really great. Yeah, they that's do. always it the is, case, I think. Graphically, it's, it, it usually is good. Every modern mm. Sonic game is good graphically, I think. Mm, yeah. But, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you've, you've, you've sort of picked, you've sort of said it as well, David, that it's not a great game, but it's not terrible either. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of it I actually enjoy, but most of it was the avatar. And mm -hmm. I enjoy classic Sonic quite a lot. Um, I, Wait, I, he made no sense in the story, but he was my favorite character in the game. I, I enjoyed his levels a lot. Um, just modern Sonic, I thought was the worst thing about the game. And it's a modern Sonic game. Like basically the avatar is better than like, you know, the, the few levels, spoiler alert for Chris, but there's a few levels where you can team up as the avatar and Sonic, like mm -hmm. modern Sonic and you run around together, but you can switch between the two. I basically just automatically switched to the avatar because he could do everything that Sonic could do, but better. 
like you can use his like um his gun like a lot better so if you had like a gun that could auto lock onto enemies or just spin around with a flamethrower or whatever you just killed all the enemies around you and it's like a lot quicker than using sonic's auto jumping attack thing um and yeah i don't know just yeah it's classic sonic for me i thought he was the best character i loved his interactions with tails and stuff and the cutscenes. um i thought he's cute but yeah he made no sense Help in the story me, like, at all Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Tails is pretty useless for the whole thing. Uh, yeah. And I liked, I liked Infinite as a character. Yes, I like yeah. his theme song. It grew on me. It grew on the entire series. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And I actually quite like Robotnik because he do what he was actually still. He was, he was up to his old evil ways and stuff, but he didn't like, uh, there's a spoiler. I can't say it for Chris. I can't, I won't say it, but basically towards the end of the game, I thought Robotnik uh, turned out even better than he had done in previous games. Um, but yeah, there was just so many things about the game. I just, uh, wasn't a huge fan of it was too short. Um, by far. Yeah. I finished it in under four hours, but I was trying to, record things and take screenshots and i had like four cups of tea and i took a phone call for half an hour in that time i still beat in under four hours so i was just like uh? <laughs> yeah. uh we had it in a single stream on sega addicts um <laughs> and that was just, me just fucking around with the character creator and taking breaks and everything it was yeah it's hard. nuts yeah and i when i got to the end i was like oh okay yeah i like the bonus and sort of special missions you can unlock i quite enjoyed those Oh, I, I liked. I think I liked yeah. Episode Shadow as well. Some some Episode of the Shadow. levels. Some of the levels. I think Shadow controlled better than Modern Sonic. Um, I I kept joking. It's about time we got we got uh, Shadow in a good game. <laughs> nice. Um, I will. Just one quick question. I want to throw out there for you guys, just very quickly. Do you reckon if Sega removed Sonic from this game and just had it like as the avatar, as the main character, kept the levels basically the same, but, you know, removed Robotnik and stuff, do you reckon it could have been a better game in a way? Do you reckon it would have been better received? Buddy, the scientific abomination. (laughs) New series. Uh, uh, The thing is, is like Sonic even feels like a non-factor and even like his story bits. Um, Hmm. I, I... this might be a bit of a spoiler for Chris. It's very early in the game. There's one scene, because there's a lot of thematic and tone inconsistencies I didn't care for either. Yeah, uh, this yeah. is like one of the very, very first uh, scenes in the game. Is They say Sonic has been tortured for six months by Eggman. Yeah. <laughs> the very yeah. next scene, you're on this, you're in this jail cell with Sonic, where he's allegedly been tortured brutally for six months, and he's doing a fucking stand-up routine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little yeah. things like that also bother me. Like, I've never been one to really, really get into the lore of a Sonic game or care. But stuff like that, it's like, pick one or the other, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, this is war! <laughs> and then like, ha I'm doing my stand-up! Yeah. <laughs> None of this is... He's got a nose like a, like a dingleberry. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. Oh dear, <laughs> man. Um, so yeah, with, with that put to bed, I guess <laughs> um, the last sort of kind of major release that came out from Sega was Football Manager 2018 on the PC in November 11th. Um, 
I've not played this one, but I have played other football managers, and I do think that series is a really good series, but you have to sort of get into it to play it. Uh, did you guys get to play 2018 at all? or Not really, because I, I actually refuse to play any more recent football manager releases because I need to have a life and I need to have time for myself <laughs> and my family. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, but I, I, I've been thinking of getting the mobile version on my phone. Uh, it okay. was on sale. I don't think it's on sale anymore, but it was, they had like a, a Christmas or New Year's sale. But, um, someone else reviewed it for Radio Sega and they say it's, it's really the best game in the series. Ever so, it's it, it always keeps oh, wow. getting better. Okay. It, it keeps getting better. They keep adding new stuff, and it's it's the game you know and love from from past releases, but just better. Brilliant. Because I played uh, twenty seventeen. That was the last one. Well, that was yeah, obviously the last one I played, um, and that was freaking awesome. I loved it. Uh, so maybe I should try and pick up twenty eighteen as well. I think Sega actually offered it to me, but I was just like, I don't have time to review anything right now. I'm sorry, guys. So like, because it does. <laughs> or sleep or no just play yeah. fm 18 yeah and uh, um yeah um so i think that does it for the list of uh like games from last year um so we'll try i'll try and move through these a little bit quicker i think but we're going to look at the games for release well they're slated for release in 2018 you guys up for this let's do this Oh yeah, cool. Um, so first up on the list is Radiant Historia: Perfect Chronology. Um, that's actually an Atlas game, but as uh, Sega owns Atlas now, it's now a Sega game. Woo! Uh, that should be ca- <laughs> that should be coming out hopefully in February um, this year. Um, I actually know nothing about this game, so I don't know if you guys know anything about it. Yeah, it's an RPG. Cool. <laughs> awesome. There we go. <laughs> it's got a great soundtrack. I can tell you that. Okay. Oh, it's a 3DS game. I should point that. Out. Yes. It actually has a Yoko Shimamura who did who does a lot of stuff for Square Enix as the uh, main composer, which is mind blowing. Seeing her do work for Atlas after doing Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy 15 and all sorts of stuff for Square over the years. Is that is that a good thing though? I, yeah, I it's very know. good. It that's is very okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game, so I don't, I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> awesome. Um, also coming out is Bayonetta one and two for the uh, Switch, uh, which again should be coming out hopefully in February. Um, so while this has actually been published by Nintendo, it's still being developed by Platinum Games, but Sega owns the franchise, so. Even though Sega kind of isn't making it, we're counting it as a Sega game because, you know, why the hell not? Um, so, yeah, that should be exciting. Um, another reason to buy a Switch and for people to get a chance to play Bayonetta 1 and 2, which are both great games. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys want to have any thought, further thoughts on that. Or I completely agree. <laughs> Smashing. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got Yakuza 6 on the PS4. Should be mm. coming in March. Yes. So, got my more. special edition ordered. Pre-ordered. Woo. So it's something we can definitely get talking about next year when we do a look back uh, on 2018, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait to get to see um, Naito's uh, Destino in the game. That means nothing to me, unfortunately. Cause I'm <laughs> <laughs> Chris, back me up here. Where'd you go? 
I, I think, think he's had a phone call or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, 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 I think he, he, he means the, the clan creator, right? Or is it something yes. else? Yeah. Um, where you can, and like the main boss clan in the game is filled with uh, okay. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Um, right. guys like okay. Tessie and Naito, uh, Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, um, pretty much any main major star who isn't Kenny Omega is in Yakuza 6. And that's awesome. So people are Sweet. in Yakuza 6. That's what I got from that. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, yeah, I, can play I, Naito's, I can play Naito's theme on Radio Sega. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's now a Sega song. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm excited oh, for, for, for all the news. I'm excited for the, the story. It's the last game with uh, – it's the last story or last you – know, Story a bit of, of, uh, Kiryu. And so we'll get the, the conclusion for that. The clan creator seems uh, like a nice addition. So I'm excited for that. Next up, we've got the Alliance Alive on the 3DS. Uh, again, this is another Atlas game. Uh, it's actually developed by Cattle Call, who I've never actually heard of. This is by the um, people who did, uh, Lost Dimension, Fuyu. Um, oh, uh, I have heard of that, but so good might soundtrack. Actually be, uh, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, good, good soundtrack. Very good soundtrack. Great. Cool. Great game. So expecting a lot out of this. I didn't care for Caligula effect, which they did. Oh but... my god! Yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one. Was... You're going to get Graham going now. Yeah, you are. Oh, in a good god. way. Experience the horrors of Caligula. <laughs> Jesus, man. That, again, I, that, I had that a lot just... of. Oh. <laughs> it was. It had so many good ideas, but they failed in every corner of that game, and I was oh, yeah. so bored. Like just. It took me five hours to complete a dungeon and I wasn't even like, ah, I was actually trying to go through it as quickly as possible. It's like, oh my God, why is it taking so long? Ah, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Mate, I'm going to move on. Dragon, Dragon's Crown Pro, sorry, Dragon's Crown Pro is coming out on the PS4 as well in spring 2018. Uh, another Atlas game. Uh, is this just basically another remaster of Dragon's Crown? Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. There we go. Awesome. Uh, not played it myself, but heard great things. Uh, it is a good game. I, I really enjoyed okay. it. It's, yeah. yeah. Originally a Dreamcast game, as far as I remember. That's what it was originally going to be. It was. It was. Yes. It was originally planned to be a Dreamcast game. And they didn't do it. They just passed it. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, something to get excited about. Uh, there's two Persona games coming out. Persona <laughs> 5 Dancing Star Night and Persona 3. Dancing Moon Knight, both on the PS4 and Vita. Uh, I'm sure yeah. Frank can tell us a little bit more about these games. Okay, so... Let the milking uh, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the very first spinoff of Persona 5 that we're getting, and this is a long-awaited spinoff for Persona 3, uh, based off of the Persona 4 Dancing All Night engine. Dancing All Night was not a good game, Uh in my opinion, I thought it was okay, but as far as being a rhythm game goes, if you're looking for just a solid rhythm game, look elsewhere. Look at like Hatsune Miku. Or, wow, Hatsune, Hatsune Miku. Wow, my <laughs> accent is failing me. Um, that said, the Persona Dancing All Night games are always very stylish. They always have great soundtracks. I'm looking more forward to the soundtracks and the character designs than I am the actual gameplay. For, for both of these, but wow. can't um, wait to play these on on Radio Sega. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't care about playing on PS4 or Vita, but on Radio Sega, boom, I'm ready. Let's go. I figured you'd be, more... figure uh, be most excited to see what the menu says. Yes! <laughs> uh, the fun thing to uh, note about Persona 3 Dancing Moon Knight is one of the confirmed collaborators, one of the fir- uh, confirmed remixers, is Hideki Naganuma of Jet Set Radio fame. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fucking awesome! That's amazing. So, I cannot wait. Okay. Gotta play that. Um, next up is Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redu or Redux. Um, is it Redu, Redu or Redux? How do you pronounce Redux. it? Redux. 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 Yeah. See, I, I always thought it was a French word, so I say Redu. But <laughs> no one else says that, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start <laughs> saying that now just for you. That's also how they pronounce uh, Ryu Azuki. So you can do it. Oh dear. So that's coming out on the 3DS. Um, to be honest, I've never played a Shin Megami Tensei game, just like I've never played a Persona game, but someone yeah. told me they're basically the same games. Is that true? They're, or Persona is a spinoff of the Shin Megami Tensei uh, series. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. Persona, Persona is a different take on the same kind of concepts. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not much into SMT itself. It's also a much more difficult franchise than Persona. Uh, it's more, I guess, hardcore as far as difficulty and everything goes. Um, I haven't really dove into SMT that much, but what I have played, I have very much enjoyed. So this should be a lot of fun to see what happens with it. I know, uh, Colin, who, uh, used to be a Sega addict is absolutely stoked for this. So it should be fun. Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we've got 13 ages. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, coming on the PS4 and PSP Atlas game. Um, yeah, again, I don't know anything about this. I, I probably shouldn't be reading this list out, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> well, it's fine for you to read it. It's part of the, uh, it's part of the <laughs> team who did, um, Odin Sphere. Oh, God, I don't know oh, why I'm worried about that. Okay. Yeah, like, like Vanillaware. Vanillaware, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, they also did Dragon's Crown too. Yes. So yeah, they they showed. Well, they this was I guess had a presence at E3 last year, but all it was was like a cardboard cutout and uh like a a, a TV screen that just had the the logo on it. Uh, so I'm interested to learn more about it. I love the stuff that Vanillaware does. So I don't really know much about it other than that, though. Can you can you see the the pattern though? It's like nothing but Atlas games on this yeah. list. No, mostly Atlas games and mostly RPGs. I don't know what that tells mm. you, but it tells you something. Perhaps. It says, thank God Sega bought Atlas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you imagine this list wow. without Atlas? Yeah. It would be really, really sad. It's scary. Thank um, you, Atlas. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there is there is a game I want to give a mention to, which technically isn't a Sega game, but I guess it starts a Sega game, which is Toe Jam and L Back in the Groove oh, is coming yeah. out on the yeah, Switch and yeah. PC. Um, yeah. yeah, give a shout out to our buddy Greg Johnson, uh, mm. who does he actually? Just need to clarify something. Does he actually own the license to the game, or does Sega still technically own the license? No, he okay. So he he and uh, Mark Borsanger they own the Toe Jam and Earl like IP. 
and can do uh, okay. whatever it is what they want to do with it. But Sega owns all the original games. Right. Okay. So that's... Yeah, and there's so still Sega- some gray area in between, too. So, like, Greg had to go back and talk to Sega and in some ways get their okay when he came back to do Toe Gemino back in the groove. But I think mainly it was just because he wanted to make sure that they weren't going to try to do, you know, step in any, you know, legally, um, mm-hmm. from a legal standpoint to try to block it or anything. But they were, they were fine with it. Um, but yes, yeah. he does own the rights, uh, to, to do whatever he wants for future games. Good stuff. Sega's not actually doing anything with their franchise. Uh, good that they, yeah, there was some talk about bringing them, um, in the, uh, Bringing them into the um, the Sonic All Stars uh, uh-huh. series. Ah, though. yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But they they just couldn't come to an agreement, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By yeah. the way, just yeah, well. a quick shout out to Cody Wright, who is doing the music for this. He's a great guy, and uh, and if you guys want to get like a, a sneak peek at at some of the Toe Mineral stuff he's doing, uh, at Cody Wright Music on Instagram. He sometimes posts just like uh, footage of him recording the some of the tracks for the game soundtrack. So good stuff. Sweet, and he's a great guy. Ah, didn't we? Well, didn't we have you into him? Indeed, indeed, we had. You did, yeah. So excellent. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll we'll get him in the future once more. Yeah. Brilliant. There he goes. Yeah. If you want to hear some of his. Like, I guess, chatting to, to David, uh, it's available in Megavision. Was it issue one? I think Megavision's issue one. Uh, or I guess you got it in your podcast section on Radio Sega now. Yeah, so, Megavision's yeah. or, check out, check out or Radio Sega. Yeah. Check them both. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little plug there. Hear everything. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, moving on. Um, I, I, this is uh, very briefly because I, I feel like we have to say it. It's not made by Sega, but again, Sega, I guess, owns the right, right well, kind of owns the right switch. Shemu 3, uh, yeah. is coming out. So, yep. Yeah, PS4, hype. PC. Yeah. Massive hype. Uh, but yeah. And I think we uh, need to, like, I, it was funny because I had a conversation with, Mark, but I, I think everyone needs to just measure their, expectations for this game because I feel like no! people are building it up in their head that this is this is going to be the next step. It's you know it's going to be this next legendary game, but I think it's not going to be like this grand game yeah. like the other two were. I think it's going to be a, a much smaller scale and uh it's it's not going to be or push all the boundaries that the other two have done and what people have come to expect with the Shinmu game. It's just not, they don't have the budget to do those type of things right now. And so I think, I think hardcore Shinmu fans are, are going to like the game, but, uh, I think looking at it outside of the Shinmu community, uh, the larger gaming press and community may not find it as great of a game as we might. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they raised a million dollars for this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just excited to get a, a continuation of the story. So for me, it's okay. But I, I agree. I agree, Chris. I think so. I think people will. Yeah, people I, who are new to the the series will will fail to see what the hype was about. Unless, hmm. unless uh, Yu Suzuki just has some trick up his sleeve that we really are not expecting, and 
will blow people people's minds. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we still yeah. haven't seen like full <laughs> gameplay of this yet. Like we've seen no, we like small cutscenes and stuff like that, yeah. but we haven't even seen how it's going to play. So I'm, I'm fine actually, if it's just the same as Shenmue Two. It's okay by me. Yeah. That for me, I want it to be similar in gameplay style to Shenmue, Shenmue 2. It, it doesn't need to be any, to be honest, I don't think it needs to be much more detailed because as you say, Chris, if they don't have a huge budget, if it is any more detail than that, I'll be very happy. But just the little things they could do in Shenmue and Shenmue 2, if they can just continue that, I'll be very happy. As long as it's not scaled back any further, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I just think but, if people have this, like, I don't know, like, Kind of like what you said a, a minute ago, though, is, you know, Yu Suzuki is going to do something, you know, work with magic or, you know, Sony's going to step in and offer all this money and, and, and trying to find reasons as to why it can reach that grand scale and that excellence. Um, but I, I think as long as he, he keeps everything, uh, small and manageable, I think it still could be an amazing game. Uh, and, and, and I think most of all, it's just the, the story that people want and, and that, uh, yeah, just the advancement yeah. in it, and I think as long as they get that, Shinmu fans will be happy. Yeah, I, I also, I also yeah, think it, it's good that Deep Silver is publishing the game, so they got that mm-hmm. going for them as well. So maybe more, yeah, more freedom to do some to add some stuff as well. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, I think it's just that because Shinmu Two ended on such a massive cliffhanger where they're stuck in the cave and it's just everything's starting to just build up and it's just like oh my god they're not making another game and it's just like for god's sake it's yeah I think people just need we need that cathartic release of the people who played the game and waited like 20 years or whatever for this game to come out uh, <laughs> so yeah um, yeah okay moving on right uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 is coming out woo um, at some point uh, to be announced, we don't know when. Um, so uh, yeah, and cannot wait to punch tigers again. <laughs> um, moving on quickly, uh, Catherine Full Body uh, coming out on the PS4 and Vita. Another Atlas game. Uh, I never played the original Catherine game, so I don't know anything about this again. So yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't play Catherine. Did you guys play it at all? I was horrible nope. at it. I think it's absolutely beautiful. I think it's fun, but I'm terrible at it. Uh, that said, I will probably spring for this when it comes out. Um, if only just because Aya Hirano voices the new uh, the new Catherine, and I will I will shamelessly buy anything she's in because she is a sweetheart. I who don't she? Know who that is. She is a voice actress. A person, um, a person is doing voices for the game. Yeah. That's what I got from uh, that. I actually, <laughs> I actually met her back in 2012 at Otacon. Um, as far as like one of the nicest things a celebrity has done for a group of people, uh, she was only supposed to like sign for like a hundred people, um, but she signed for every single person in that room, wow. uh, which was. I'd say about 500 at least after oh, her concert. Cool. Uh, and that's just, I already liked her, uh, cause she voiced a favorite in Type Zero. Of course, she was in Haruhi Suzumiya. Uh, she's also Hana in Yakuza 4 and 5. Um, but that day I was just like, yeah, you are my favorite forever. <laughs> <laughs> just because of how nice she was about things. Oh, okay. Well. Buy, buy the game. Keep keep supporting her at least. Let's do that. Yes. 
Cool, awesome. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Five is coming out. Uh, another Atlas game. Although, actually, this one's published by Sega, so it is a Sega Atlas game. Um, and their yeah. first attempt at an SMT on the Switch. Oh yes, yes, yeah, a Switch game. Uh, oh, um, so still portable, but also you can play it on a big TV. So nice. Um, cool. Um, and, ooh, this is one that I am a little bit excited for. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is mm, coming out. Yes. Um, yes. PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. So, yeah. Um, hopefully it's like the original Valkyria Chronicles in a way, because those, I love those games. Uh, well, the original game, especially the original games, my basically the only Valkyria Chronicles game I've really loved. Uh, the other ones I've thought were fine, but, I, 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 I like so two, much. but not not as it was not as great as the original. So, mm. yeah. Was was two the one on the PSP? Or yeah, that? yeah, both both two yeah. and three were on the PSP, but the uh, two was released in the West and three was not. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't mind two, but I don't know the because the PS3 version. But I think just basically the PS3 because it's a lot more much powerful machine. The game mm. felt bigger and better um, yeah so two felt a bit like a step backwards for me but it's still mm. fun but yeah so yeah. i'm hoping good things with this fingers crossed um uh yeah next up bayonetta 3 is coming mm. out um again passing games and nintendo doing this not really sega's not really involved but they own the license so yeah, there you go uh coming out on the switch exclusively um so yeah uh the first time a bayonetta games actually only on a nintendo system which uh, is different. It's gone. It's gone a different direction to how it was originally. Because uh, <laughs> it didn't come out on Nintendo originally. Uh, I, I, so yeah, I, that's exciting. I messaged my fiance because she's the one that owns the Switch. Because um, uh, I was waiting for like something like No More Heroes three to come up. So I messaged her the day this happened. I'm like, I'm sorry, the Switch is mine now. I don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> the second Bayonetta three drops, it's mine. She's like, try and take it, Buster. <laughs> So wait, is that why you're getting married? married? So <laughs> yes. you can get the Switch Bayonetta all the time in Bayonetta 3? That's the Bayonetta only 3 reason. on the Switch. Will you marry me, honey? <laughs> yeah, I think oh. there's cheaper ways. <laughs> oh, God. Especially now with like, immigration and everything. There are cheaper ways, but, you know. <laughs> I don't like to go for easy mode here, you know. Uh, I hope... Uh, Fingers crossed this will never happen, but if there is a sudden divorce between the guys, I hope the Switch doesn't become a contention. <laughs> Who gets we'll custody see. of the Switch? Exactly. <laughs> okay, you keep the Switch, I keep Bayonetta 3. No! No! How dare you! Oh I'm sorry, um, honey, if you're listening, I love you. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Lies. It's all going to be fine. You get to play it together. It's great. Right. Um... Uh, another exciting game that's definitely, definitely going to come out this year is <laughs> Fancy Star Online 2. I urge everyone to go to segnerds.com slash release list. And, and this is always a, a highlight for me. Like every, every <laughs> month or so, I, I come to this page just to look at Fantasy Star Online 2. It, yeah, it gets a smile Sega. on my face and a tear in my eyes. So. <laughs> Sega announced it was coming to the West. They haven't said it's cancelled for yet. They exactly. said it's still coming since yeah. 2012. Uh, We're keeping <laughs> it on our release list until there's Sega... A, there's a Switch release 
uh, coming to Japan this year, so uh, it's like a. Oh, it's definitely coming over here. Come on, a cloud version. How can of they the come game, out cloud based three version. systems in Japan, but not on any in the West? <laughs> um, oh my God! Yes, yeah. so keep rubbing it in. Keep, keep rubbing. It in. Yeah. <laughs> and there was even an English translation or localization done uh, in like the I forget like the Philippines or some other yes. English speaking country, but Sega just won't bring it out in the uh, west so man. yeah um there is one other one it's uh blaze blue cross tag battle yes one to talk about so. <laughs> okay <laughs> uh yes blaze blue cross tag battle blaze blue has always had some ties to sega in the past of course arxis um has partnered with sega and even like gave the rights away to guilty gear to sega in the past so there's always a little bit of sega connection there but this one's different because it also features characters from persona 4 um, which is now a Sega thing. And of course, it also features characters from Undernight and Birth, uh, by French Bread, and characters from my current favorite thing in the world right now, Ruby, which I am fucking hyped for. I cannot believe I'm seeing Ruby Rose and Weiss, uh, Schnee in the same game as Ragnar the Blood Edge and Yu Narukami. That's fucking insane to me. Um, very hyped for this. It's coming out on every console. But the X Bone, which is kind of that's a kind of funny middle finger Arxis threw up there. Um, very excited for this. It's a two on two tag fighting game. Uh, more simplified um, controls uh, since not every Arxis title featured plays the same. Um, it's definitely made for a more casual audience and for the Western audience is what they said as well. And I cannot fucking wait. Um, I've stayed up to the wee hours of the night just trying to see who's going to be the next revealed so far very happy with the character uh roster and yeah is anyone else planning on picking this up because i definitely plan to pick it up on ps4 and pc and i plan to stream it uh when it's out so anyone else here planning to pick that up so i can uh throw down with you and demolish you Graham's uh, gonna do no, it. I, I, not not when you say it like just, that. Just because of that challenge. <laughs> For that challenge, I will. I I'll do. take it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I, I wish it was coming out on Xbox, because that's the one I play the most. <laughs> I really don't... Well, I, I know why Arxis ignores the Xbone a lot, because like in Japan, it's a complete non-factor. Um, but, yeah, but, but in the if West... If you're targeting you can, the West, yeah. especially if you're having something... That's a Rooster Teeth property like Ruby, which Rooster Teeth definitely skews to the Microsoft crowd thanks to Red vs. Blue and stuff like that. I am a little bit surprised that they didn't try to lobby for an Xbox release. Hmm. Uh, and Blaze Blue has come out on, like, came, I remember it coming out on the Xbox. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's so not like it's Central, never been on Xbox. So. Yeah, Central Fiction didn't come out on the Xbox, but like, uh, Chrono Fantasma Extended. Uh, Continuum Shift, Calamity Trigger, both the, uh, all the releases of those came out on the X, uh, Xbox 360. So it is very weird and very inconsistent. It's the same with Persona 4. Mm. Uh, P4 Arena came out on both PS3 and 360, but I believe uh, P4 Ultimax was PS3 only. I'm mm. not entirely sure off the top of my head. I'll have to look into that to make sure, but I believe it was PS3 only. So Again, I understand why um, Japanese companies ignore the Xbox, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when they've explicitly said, yes, we're targeting the West here, we're targeting the console market, 
And again, they're linked up with rooster teeth on this as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is one thing I've really not liked about Sega so much this generation. They seem to hate the Xbox for some reason. But they do release you know, the big games like Sonic on it. But yeah, I don't know. Ultra X did come out for uh, 360. I was wrong. Hmm. It okay. was out. Yeah. Oh, well. So that was the games that are slated for release in 2018. Um, do we have time to quickly do predictions? What do you think, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. Um, and and okay. going back, there's, this is this is just what has been announced so far. Surely Sega is, is going to be announcing some other things. I think that will be coming out this year, probably closer to when we start getting around like E3 time. Things like that, and who knows? Hopefully, they'll have some more stuff coming to PC. But, um, but yeah, what we wanted to do now is do some predictions on what we what we think, either what we think Sega is going to be doing more of, or of what we want Sega to do more of this year. And uh, and so you could either you could either be as realistic as you want it to be, or as crazy as you want it to be. Like you think, uh, Fantasy Star Online Two is going to come out this year. So, um, <laughs> it is. Okay, let's be realistic. My money's yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Brett, why don't you uh, go first on this? Uh, I, I definitely think we're going to get an announcement of a Sonic Mania too. Mm-hmm. I absolutely feel that's going to happen. Um, I would say a couple more Persona Five spinoffs, or even a like a P Five Crimson in the vein of P Four Golden. Uh, with a Vita release or a PC release, something of that uh, that line from the uh, Atlas side of the equation. Um, I would also like to see them actually fulfill their promise of Dreamcast games on Sega Forever, but I don't think that'll happen. It's just something I would like to see. Even though I feel like if they do it, it'll be stuff that's very, very light on resources. We're not going to see Shinmu on Sega Forever. That's just not going to happen. That's probably mm. going to be... They'll probably re-release like Choo Choo Rocket or something like that, which is already a mobile title. Um, but I'd like to at least see them kind of fulfill that promise because right now it's just been, you know, Genesis and CD and Master System stuff. I don't think we've seen CD or Master System yet, have we? I don't know. I haven't... I don't think so. More... Not yet. I know. I think it has been mostly Genesis. As far as I know, it's only really Genesis and then a couple of iOS titles that were re- were already released, so they just repackaged it as Sega Forever. Like like Crazy Taxi, which was the iOS version they just redid again. Right. And a Virtua Tennis game, which wasn't the Dreamcast Virtua Tennis. It was just Virtua Tennis Challenge, which is a terrible game. Oh, God. It <laughs> does feel like it's less of, a, less of the service that they said it would be and more of just rebranding. Mm. Uh, their old stuff, which, hey, if that's a way to get Afterburner Climax back on this thing, let's go! But, uh... Okay. <laughs> um, no, yeah, because I still miss that game. I'm never deleting that from my PS3. But yeah, right now, Sega Forever's been a disappointment, and I'd like to see more. Out. Um, I feel like that's... Seeing more out of it is realistic enough. I just don't know if they'll actually do it. Mm. Fair enough. Um, KC. Yeah. yeah, uh, I was, I don't have many realistic uh, predictions, I have to say. I have really no clue what's gonna happen this year. Uh, but, um, I think Dreamcast games on Sega Forever is not that crazy. 
Uh, I think one of the games that they could, you know, just release, Space Channel 5, that could be a good one. It could oh, yeah, work. that'd be a yeah. great one. With, with like, uh, swipe controls or something, or even touch mm. controls. Yeah, that could work, I think. Um, I don't think we'll get Shenmue. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but maybe some Dreamcast games. I don't see Saturn games coming, uh, anytime soon, but, uh, I don't think Sega Forever is for us either at this point. I think it's for people who, uh, you know, are familiar with some bigger names in the Sega catalog, back catalog, and then they'll, they're just, you know, kind of slowly, slowly releasing uh, games that some people may not know about, like eSwords, um, and stuff like that. So I think this is more for the non-hardcore Sega fan. Uh, and if they actually hmm. start releasing Dreamcast games and other, you know, bigger names, maybe that will turn into more of a, you know, hardcore Sega fan, uh, service. Not at this point, I think. Uh, another thing I, I, I think we could be seeing in 2018 is Shenmue 1 and 2 HD. I think it's possible. It's it's definitely feasible. Not sure if it's going to happen, but hopefully. And Sega could just get on board the Shenmue 3 hype train and get some money out of it. But I'm not sure. Other than that, <clears throat> obviously, Fantasy Star Online 2 and 3 will be coming out will be, will be coming out not announced but coming out in 2018 uh, probably three comes first that's gonna happen first obviously because two they still need to do some more work on that a little bit more exactly it's not quite ready for our westerner eyes um and uh, and yeah and I, I I don't think we'll get a Sonic Mania 2 announcement just yet. I don't think Ooh. so. I think it's mm. too early, but maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Who knows? I feel like they're gonna strike while the iron is hot and try to get the taste of forces out of everyone's mouths again. You're like, yeah, we can still <laughs> do stuff you like. <laughs> that's what. That's where I was going with that one. I, I, I admit it's probably far fetched. I, I think you'll you'll, you'll, you'll get that, Sonic but. Forces too. Mm, before you get Sonic Mania 2. Maybe. It, it is Sonic yeah. Team after all. True, 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 true. I'd like to change mine now. Sonic, Sonic Forces 2. <laughs> and 3. With a vengeance. Uh, Chris. So you guys have already taken uh, most of my Sonic or uh, Sega uh, Forever stuff, so now I have to come up with another prediction that I uh, hadn't even thought about. Just do we to go do we realistic, even? please. Realistic. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to make this as realistic, and I'm going to try to explain why. I, I What I want Sega to do is finally release their own HDMI system. Like, their own plug-and-play system. Yes. It is what I want them to do. And I hopefully it's not just Genesis. I would like to see them go further ahead and maybe do an HDMI Dreamcast, like a plug-and-play Dreamcast. Um, and I, I don't think that they need to go the route that it actually would play GD-ROMs. 
Um, but maybe just have them released digitally and, and maybe they could even release like cards or something like that, which is, which is what, uh, the Neo Geo X Gold did a few years ago. Um, they had card packs that you could buy and it had like six to nine games or so, um, that would, that you could buy outside of that. I think doing it, a, a plug and play Dreamcast system that's actually made by Sega and, and they are, they handle all of the, the emulation and all of that kind of stuff and, and do it really, really well. I think releasing that, like in leading up to the, the big holiday rush would do huge, huge numbers for Sega and it could, uh, it could really please so many people to be able to have that, you know, sitting in their living room again. And so, yeah, HDMI Dreamcast. That's actually a pretty cool one, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that, I, I was struggling a couple of them. <laughs> Man, I, I, yeah, I, I think that would be a great thing to see. And I don't know if Sega would, but that'd be so cool. Um, I also had a sort of Sega Forever prediction on mine, kind of based on what you guys had written down, but mine's more negative and maybe more, more realistic. I don't know. Um, hopefully not. I don't think we're going to see any Saturn or Dreamcast games coming on Sega Forever this year at all, other than the handful of like, uh, iOS games that were ported to Dreamcast already, um, like we've seen Crazy Taxi, for example, that which was ported to iOS before Sega Forever sort of ever came around. Um, and there's a couple of other um, games. Uh, Jet Set Radio, for example, uh, was on iOS, so I think they, that might be rebranded, but I don't think we're going to see any other Dreamcast or Saturn games. I think Saturn... Basically, the, the, the reason why I feel this is I feel like Sega really, really jumped the gun with the whole Sega Forever thing. They basically announced this thing going, you can play Master System, Game Gear, Mega Drive, uh, Saturn, Dreamcast, all games from all console generations of Sega, and all Sega fans and other gamers were like, oh my god, this is the best thing in the world. This is so good. And then they released the first few Fratcher games, and it was like four or five Genesis games. And it's like, okay... Yeah, and yeah, most of them were terrible. I remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like it's like I almost feel like ah, oh, they could have they could have set back on this is a great idea, guys. Let's hold our horses. Let's let's try and see if it's feasible to port a Saturn game or a Dreamcast game across. See what we can do. Let's let's do that first. I think I feel like they should have like taken a couple of steps to try and work out if it's possible and then done it if they couldn't do the saturn or dreamcast games very easily they could have sort of started just with the 16 and 8-bit games and just been like hey we've got all these great games that are coming which are quite easy to port they've been emulated for years on various things like it should be simple for the company that owns the bloody games to do uh, but yeah i just i i i feel like they jumped the gun they haven't worked it out because we did an interview with um danny russell uh from sega forever um last year in megavisions and he was saying by the end of last year we should have seen mass system game gear and dreamcast games coming out by the end of the year and we did not um so i feel like i feel like this still got a long way to go um I'm also still annoyed they didn't do like a Netflix or Steam style app where you get like a Sega Forever app where you get the games coming in there rather than just releasing them in the wild on the store because it just seems kind of wrong. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to work as well as it could have done. Well, I was expecting when they first announced it and then it's like, oh, wait, it's just the individual games. Okay, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, it's just like they did, they did give a kind of a reason for it, but the reason they gave I was just like, 
that's not really a reason <laughs> they said it's easier to search for it's, it's like easier to search on ios if you type in like the game name they said oh they won't really search for sega forever i'm like for surely if you advertise sega forever or just type in sega and like an is store you'll see the sega forever app appear and you'll be like what is this magical thing <laughs> uh i don't know i just thought it'd be a lot easier because you can't even search for half the games anyway i find like you type in sega forever and you get like a handful of sega games and it's loads of other games um i found it very hard to actually get unless you know yeah exactly it's only if you t- if well yeah that's and that's a thing yeah and that's not sega's problem but it is a problem for sega that it there's not all their stuff shows up if you if you type in sega or sega forever not all their stuff shows up straight away i you have to know the exact game name but if you're not following the news you won't necessarily see that however if you had a sega forever app where every month they update you go hey we've got some new games for you be like oh new games let's go and check these out like it'd be so much easier um <laughs> i don't know uh I want I want Sega to prove me wrong with this. I want it to come out with Saturn games and Dreamcast games this year and be amazing and blow it all away because that's what I want to happen. But I've just been disappointed so far. I like I like the idea of the service and I've been playing the games and enjoying the games, but it's not what they've advertised, which sounded amazing when they did. Can, uh, can I just I say just... the best part of Sega Forever is Daddy Russell? I have to say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <absolutely. laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I do I do love the yeah I loved I love Danny and I love the team at Sega Forever the people I've spoken to uh, doing great work but at the same time ah <laughs> I don't know oh dear but yeah Danny we love you I feel like we're running the Sega Forever thing into the ground a little bit okay fair I, I, I no I just the only thing I think I think they've just once they can finally get the games that they have on there now running really well and everything's uh, kind of uh, tuned the way it needs to be. I think at that point they can start adding in some of the, the Saturn games and uh, games that might be more difficult to, to kind of run and emulate uh, on mobile devices. I, I just can't, can you imagine all the problems that they had with some of these game uh, or uh, Genesis games that they released and they were trying to do a Dreamcast game on there like i, I would imagine yeah. it would be a, a lot more difficult so hopefully you know they can they can work out the kinks you know that into you know 2017 and in 2018 they can start getting into uh some of these uh other platforms that we want. yeah i guess so yeah um yeah well as i say i hope they prove me wrong and it works out amazingly um one other thing that's definitely definitely 100 percent going to happen is shemu hd is coming out on the xbox one only yes <laughs> man that would be a twist i'll tell you that much <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> oh man i hope shemu hd does come out not just on the xbox one but every system and if it does come out on every system i hope it's on the xbox one as well even though sega hates them but yeah <laughs> um but it almost makes sense to come out on the xbox one because it came out on the xbox originally X- you know shemu 2 did at least so i don't know yeah Oh well, but yeah, those. Yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> yeah, that's my New Year's resolution, guys. Woo! Uh, get me some of these games to play. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll uh, come back at the uh, you know at the end of the year and see who uh, stuck with the resolution. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I think that's going to uh, wrap things up for this uh, this uh, edition of the Nerdcast. This is the first one of two, 2018. I'm really excited to see uh, where everything goes from here. Uh, so once again, thanks everyone for showing up and uh, coming on the podcast today, guys. Thanks so Good much problem. for having me. Great fun. Awesome. Good stuff. Awesome. Until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye and good night. <laughs>